Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Obsidian Achievement. This is your host, Michael Russin. Thank you for joining me today. It's great to spend some time with you. It is a Wednesday, hump day. Let's go, baby. Hope you guys have had a good week so far. I've had a stellar week. I've had a fantastic week. It's just been a good week. It's just been a good week. I just, uh, you know, God's hand in my life. Whoa. What the hell is that? What the hell is going on? You guys hear that? Stop it! Stop it! (laughs) (laughs) Well, if you weren't awake, you're awake. God, did the puddle of mud started playing in the background. I guess uh, the devil didn't want me to tell you guys about about my week, so he just started blasting puddle of mud. How is that possible with my microphones and use my Spotify starts? But that's never happened before. What are we? We're 400 episodes deep? It's My wife's phone's connected to the Bluetooth when I pull in the garage while I'm talking to you guys, but never has my own phone superseded the Podbean app. And play music, especially Puddle of Mud. Yeah, you take it all away when you shut it in my face. <laughs> right in the middle. Gee whiz, bro. What was that all about? Anyways, um, I don't know why that tickled me so much. Of all the songs to come on. I don't know why Puddle of Mud's cracking me up right now. It's been a good week. It's been a good week. Man, uh, trying to get new vehicles. Uh, My wife's lease is up, and I've about had it with the mods. I mean, don't get me wrong, this car's been great. Um, I bought it cash back in 2019, I think it was, and uh, it served me well for four years. And uh, I just, you know, in the winter, we go down to one car. Because the moss is not good to snow, and I live in Maine, uh, so we're looking at. Uh, I mean, we pretty we got the deal done yesterday. The bank, uh, the finance guy called me yesterday, um, and we got her an SUV. And we got me a truck, so I'm excited about that. I think the deal will be done Friday. I never get my hopes up. You know what I mean? I got deposits down on both of them, but I'm like waiting to like. Oh, actually, um. You know, we saw that you got a 74 in your math test in, in 1998, so we're, we're, we we can't go forward with the deal. It's like any time I've got to deal with uh, paperwork, I get very frustrated. You know, well, no, now we need this. Well, no, now we need this. And, you know, the, the, the biggest thing that I hate about the modern world, you know, Uncle Ted had some good points. That's my new slogan. So, if you guys don't know who Uncle Ted is, Ted Kaczynski, the Unabomber, uh, do not agree with bombing people and killing them. Uh, Absolutely not. But, you guys know he was part of a a CIA LSD study at Harvard? Him and one other guy. uh, Another mass murderer. Isn't that interesting? So, basically the CIA fried this guy's brain. And, uh, but he was super intelligent and he was really, you know, when people talk about the Unabomber, 
you know, it's just like, oh, this guy was a horrible person that killed people, which is true. You know, I mean, he killed little kids, man, and with that bomb at the at that one, um, well, what building was that? The real big one, I don't remember. Um, but, you know, he predicted a lot of the things that we're starting to see right now. And uh, he was very, not anti-technology completely, but, uh, you know, he, he could see from miles away us having a lot of the problems that we're having right now. He uh, he does a really good psychoanalysis of uh, liberals. And, uh, again, I don't agree with his methods. And you got to be like, oh, I got to make sure I say that 15 times before I say that I understand the way he thought to a degree when it came to his social views, socioeconomic views, all the way he viewed technology. All of it makes sense. What doesn't make sense is blowing people up. So um, I would be like, you know, if I had enough screws loose like he did, CIA fried my brain, I'd be more like blowing up like the electrical grid and not killing people, you know what I mean? But um, I just think of him every time I gotta like go to the DMV or we need your last three months of bank statements and we need this and then your pay stuffs. Like I don't have pay stuffs. I own a company. I own three companies. I don't get pay stuffs. I, I issue the pay stuffs. You morons. You know what I mean? It's like... <clears throat> It's just very, very difficult uh, for me to deal with that stuff. And it always works out. But, like, credit. So, like, dude, I, when I started the staffing company um, that I ended up selling, basically, um, I, uh, <laughs> I took out, because I didn't know, because I, I parted ways with the old company that I was with. And I'm like, okay, uh, well, now I don't have a job. <laughs> I just went, big, went from making $800,000, $900,000 a year to nothing. Just overnight in 24 hours. I went from having an $800,000, $900,000 a year job with a big title and a huge team and all this responsibility to sitting in my den downstairs staring at the wall like, uh-oh. <laughs> Whoopsies. I don't have a job anymore. <laughs> so... Like, all right, I don't, I don't know what I'm going to do now exactly. Uh, so I don't want to spend any of my money on anything. I'm like, honey, we can't buy anything now. Like, no more buying stuff. She's like, well, what do we? Like, well, yeah, food and stuff. And this is, I think, did she just have? No, no. When she was pregnant at the time with the third baby that we lost, we called that one Peanut. But it was nice. We got to go to. Well, I took her right after I lost my job. I did spend. I spent about ten grand. We, we splurged. We went to Miami. Uh, and that and for four days, I didn't touch my phone. And that's where I got all my business ideas from. So something to be said there. Um, I think that there's a lot of value and complete disconnect every once in a while um, because you'll get surges of creativity and motivation. But so we went to Miami and we came back and then we ended up losing the baby. It was, just, it was not a good time. Not We weren't having a super fun time. And uh, so anyways, all this goes to say is I took out like three – sizable business loans and uh you know they go i'm like all right i'm gonna put the uh, the truck on the on the company you know what i'm saying and they're like well 
you know, we came back. So long story short, I put it uh, basically, it's we had to make, we did some finagling with the financing. And, uh, you know, I could have bought, I, I can't rationalize buying a depreciating asset cash. You know, the way I look at it is if I'm paying, you know, let's just say 7% interest on an auto loan, I could make 15% returns on my money. So if I spend a hundred grand on two cars, cash, um, as opposed to maybe putting 30 or 40 down and financing the rest, like that's, that's 60, that's 60 to 70 grand that I could have been making 15% on that I'm now only paying 7% interest. So I'm still, I'm still up seven to 8%. Does that make sense? Hopefully it makes sense. So in other words, if I spend the money on the cars, I don't have that cash anymore to make me money because I spent it on the cars and now it's losing me money because the moment I drive both those cars off the lot, it depreciates 10,000 a piece. You know what I mean? So I would rather keep that money, pay maybe 7% on an auto loan, and which some of you probably think, well, damn, 7%. It's because, so I didn't miss a single payment. I paid all three of these loans off early, like a hundred grand in loans. Got them paid off early. I was like really proud of myself, man. Because historically, I've been irresponsible financially. So you guys might listen to me thinking like, oh, this guy's, you know, no. <laughs> historically, I've been very irresponsible financially, extremely. I didn't pay taxes for a few years. I just didn't file. You know, we're not talking like, oh, 10 grand. We're talking like a lot of money. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we were doing the club scene and the Gucci this and the lubes and the blah, 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 and a new suit every week and all this stupid, just this stupidity, just so dumb. All the stuff I tell you guys not to do all the stuff I tell you guys not to do, I tell you not to do it because I did it. I've been there. I've done it. It sucks. It's done. So it's, it's the why I've made so many stupid mistakes. Bro, I could possibly, if, if not a billionaire, I could probably be a 500 millionaire uh, at this point if I was wiser with my decision making. You know, and uh, like I got in Bitcoin super low with a very small amount of money. If I would have saved more and put more money into Bitcoin, I would, I'd have $50 million right now. Things like that. But I don't dwell on that stuff because it's like making money is not difficult if you think the right way. I'll make $50 million another way. Um, but uh, they're like, so they come back and they're like, yeah, well, the business only been around for two and a half years. And I'm like, bro, I'm like, dude, I, I, this business has been making, first of all, in its first full year, you know, made well close to $2 million. Before that, it was making close to a $1 million. What's the deal? What's, what's, what's the catch here, Jethro? What's going on here? What club am I not a part of where it's got to be an issue for me to get things done? And, well, two and a half years, blah, 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 and there's not a whole lot of uh, history of credit. I'm like, what are you talking about? There's like a year and a half of paying off loans. What are you talking about? No history. I paid off $100,000 in loans in less than 18 months. What do you mean? Oh, those companies don't report to the commercial credit bureau. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> I call my buddy. I got a good Jew friend in the finance world. He's like, you idiot. He's like, you do. He was trying to explain it to me. I'm like, oh, my goodness. So basically, I got these loans out. I paid off 100 grand of loans in, I don't know, less than 18 months. And it didn't have any effect. 
whatsoever on my credit. So, dude, it's all fake and gay. Credit is fake and gay. You know what I mean? I'm not saying don't. Uh, now what I've done, so immediately, as I've counseled you guys in the past, if you don't understand something or you're not good at it, hire somebody. So, so far in my arsenal, I got the number three business attorney in the world. My new tax guy, my new accountant, was a Navy SEAL and cooked the books for a major, major company. It was either General Electric or General Motors, one of those two. And now I've got this absolute shark uh, that's attacking my credit for me. So my goal by the, end, by the middle of next year uh, is to have an 800 credit score. Uh, I want my business credit score to be in the night. So it's the, the business credit score goes from like zero to like 100. Uh, I want it to be a 95. I don't think it'll be 100 because the business will only be three and a half years old by then. Uh, like my overarching LLC. Uh, and uh, those are my two main goals. Because when you get to a certain income level, that's like the one, that's like my Achilles heel right now. It's years of bad decision-making, you know, if I had, I could walk, if, if, dude, if my credit was over 750, I could walk into any bank and get a $3 million loan tomorrow if I needed to. The only thing holding me back is that credit. So it's all fake and gay, but if you need things from the system, you got to play by the system's rules, which I hate. If you know anything about me, let me say that again. If you need things from the system, you got to play by the rules to some degree. And I think the best way to play by the rules is to get with the people that know the rules. So hire professionals. So now moving into 2024, I've got some of the best lawyers, if not the best lawyers in the country. I've got probably one of the best accountants that you could get. And my credit's going to be clean. So it's like, I'm going to be bulletproof bulletproof you know I've created entities and all this other stuff behind the scenes for my daughter uh, you know so basically what I'm going to do is I'm going to leave behind a trust for my daughter uh, that is she'll be set for life and my future kids you know not just my daughter but all my all my future kids you know they're going to be set for life but the cool thing is, is that they're going to know how to work and they're going to know, you know, again, I don't know. I, and this is a question I get asked a lot. Well, is your daughter just going to be somebody's wife and that's it? Well, first of all, that's it is uh, very insulting. You think it's easy to be a wife and a mother? I'm watching my mom or my wife figure out how to be a mom right now. And she's doing a great job, but it's difficult. It's one of the hardest jobs in the world. She's attached to that baby 24-7. I don't understand how people send their kids to daycare. I saw a commercial for a babysitting app the other day. I'm like, dude, imagine just dialing up some stranger off an app, leaving your kid with this person. What? What? I could never imagine. I could never leave your kid with a stranger. Oh, well, in the app, you know, they, they verify and they do background checks and blah, 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 blah. Some of the most psychotic people on the planet have some of the cleanest backgrounds, dude. You know, good psychos blend in. 
Like, I'm not leaving my kids with anybody. Any. You see all these horror stories. You know, there's that one video, just nurses. You can't even trust hospitals. You guys see that one video of that nurse that picked that baby up and slammed it into the incubator, and she got off scot-free. Scot-free. Hospital did no penalties for her. Look it up. Nurse slams baby in incubator. She, like the baby was in the NICU, and the parents were recording. There was like the curtain was barely pulled back. And I think this nurse thought she was, you know, safe to just be slammed. How many babies do you think that nurse has slammed? Do people are rotten? Would you look around at the world? You think doctors and nurses are good people? You think the babysitter that you found on the app that passed the background check is a good person? How many babies have been shaken to death, beaten, abused by babysitters? It blows my mind. Blows my mind. My parents rarely left us home. But what are you doing? What are... Go! You're in the middle of the freaking road! California. Yeah, go figure. The liberals, just these stupid idiots, these morons, these absolute brain-dead people. This lady goes to make a left-hand turn. The light turns red. Just go. Make the left-hand turn. Go! Jeez, get out of the road. You're going to kill somebody. He's still sitting there. Oh, my God. Uh, he's just sitting in the middle of the road holding up traffic. He's like, then he starts to go, and then he throws it in reverse, almost backs into the person in front of me. Ah, uh, yeah, but you want to hire a babysitter online. You got that guy showing up at your house. <laughs> oh, yes, I'm here to take care of your kid. <laughs> going to put it in a blender. And I just, <laughs> I don't know how y'all do it, dude. I, I, my parents never left us with people. There was one girl that they left us with. Her name was Angelique. Uh, and she was such a sweet girl. She was such a sweet girl. Um, she used to babysit us. And she was, she was, but she, like, she went to our church. You know, my mom did the uh, did some stuff with the youth. So, like, we knew her really, really well. She was like a friend. You know what I mean? But my parents would never call somebody, oh, yeah, hey, Craigslist. Get somebody to watch your kid. I don't want to hurt you guys' feelings if you're listening to me. You got these online babysitters coming over. I don't know. I just, uh, I couldn't do it. I don't know, but back to what I was saying before to close out for today. Um, if you want to, if you need things from the system, you got to play, you got to play by the rules. So my advice as always stands as is, uh, number one, hire experts. Like I'm talking to the people that want to do big things. All my business owners on here, I don't care what you're doing. I don't care if you're a consultant. I don't care if you're in fitness. I don't care what you are. Make sure that you get good attorneys. Make sure you got guys that can set up an LLC and S Corp, whatever you want to, however you want to structure it properly. Make sure that you've got business and personal separated. Make sure you got people to help you with taxes, not H&R Block, not TurboTax. TurboTax ain't going to do jack diddly for you if you get audited or the IRS just decides to rear their ugly head on you because they will. 
uh, <clears throat> trust me. You start making money. It's just a matter of time. They don't like it. They don't like people making money because they want to figure out how to get more money from you. They're a bunch of snakes, a bunch of... Mm, hate the IRS. Um, find, just hire professionals. You need professionals. You don't know how to fix your credit, hire somebody. It's going to cost you money. It's going to be painful. But let's say it costs you five grand uh, to, to fix your credit. How much money do you think that five grand is going to turn into over time with a 750 to 800 credit score? You guys understand what I'm saying? So put professionals, especially when you have to deal with a three-letter government uh, uh, organization, put the professionals between you and the entity that's coming after you, always. Like you wouldn't go to court like, you wouldn't go to court without a lawyer, right? <clears throat> Why would you deal with your finances without having professionals? You know? All right. That's all I got. Let's get it. Have a great day. Love you guys.